Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. This chair height appropriate. I Should we get that right. sorted well, right see, away? Let's, see. let's get. Yeah, I think that's a little good. higher. Yeah, maybe a little, a little, t- little lower. A little, a little higher. <laughs> this is the OKS Hunter podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks. That's just me for the freezer. It's your tag. You hunt how you want. This is OKS Hunter. Howdy, howdy, and welcome to the OKest Hunter podcast. Hey there, ho there. We are okay, and we're very proud of that. You know it. And even if we're not okay and we have stellar years like this <laughs> and like you had, and we're, it's not we're just good. okay in our demeanor. <laughs> and and we have our issues along the way. We know it's not going to happen all the yeah. time. So celebrating our failures as our uh, biggest teacher in the deer woods, I think that's the best way to learn. And having an okay mantra helps uh, helps you stay humble and have an open mind. And that's what we're all about here in the OK Center podcast. You betcha. That and drinking bourbon, and you know, there's probably gonna be some swears on this one, just because it's my fault. I swear, it's usually me. I'm the problem. Hi, I'm quoting Taylor oh, Swift again. Oh, I think, <laughs> think when I'm out of my classroom, they tend to slip out a little quicker than normal. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometimes yeah. in the classroom too. I don't know. It's like uh, the hangover when he's leaving class. <laughs> <laughs> Got here before my students see me. <laughs> yeah, it's 3 p.m., Johnny. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I could just picture leaving school like that every single day. It's hunting season. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. <coughs> There's my next meme. Leaving work in hunting season. Like, phew, yep. don't talk to me, Deborah. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. We're brought to you by Half Rack. We're going to be hanging out with Half Rack this Saturday. We're going to do a turkey hunt. Me, Greg, and Josh Dutton over there. Derek's going to go moose shed hunting. Woo! Which is apparently really easy to do because the moose sheds are so large. Yeah, it's super easy. Go try it. Let's find some paddles. Yep. Uh, which uh, Tyler directed a pretty solid little. <laughs> he gets a lot of. Ideas from our group text. <laughs> that don't even notice. Uh, he, he posted it, and I saw it right away. And I was like, is this directed at anyone in particular? And he was like, yes. You were the inspiration. <laughs> I like how he said the inspiration and not the culprit. Yeah, he yeah. tried to put a positive spin yeah, on it. That was nice. That's great. No, yeah, it's, uh, gosh, that sounds great. Where are you going for that? I can't right? announce, the, disclose the location. Okay, okay. You did because we week. are going with a friend of mine who... Has done a really good job at keeping it up at wraps, but it is in the great north. Okay. Okay. So we got moose, I mean, it has to be somewhere where there's moose. We'll yes, say that. that does help when you're looking for the moose antlers. So we are headed, we're headed north. It's it's a pretty good drive, um, and then I'm bringing two buddies. Our buddy Bo from Ghost Bucks Hunt. Sweet. Um, he's coming up. This will be his second year, and then my buddy Lane is coming up. Um, he was a teacher at Pesciago. He and I have done a lot of shed hunting together, so this will be our third year doing it together and i've gone one more than that with our good oh, buddy that's cool so yeah he's uh our buddy who lives up there has been doing really well since the snow finally melted because the north would not let go for a long time so he's been sending 
just pictures of piles and piles and piles of brown moose sheds. So we are all chomping at the bit. So I'm gonna stop looking. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're gonna find them all. Yeah, he he does. He finds a lot of them, and then we kind of when we come up, he uh, takes us to some areas that he's like looked at on the map. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily put in time because this guy runs like trail cameras, like 50 trail cameras over the winter, all over to try to locate where they're at, and like yep. he does his homework. He knows what he's doing. So we get to go to like the maybe areas and like check it out and maybe it's good maybe it's not who knows but it's still fun looking especially in a group so we got walkie talkies and you know hit the woods and yeah. pack a lunch and we're out there all day four wheeling in and that's nice when you're when you know you committed to being in the woods all day that's a different mindset oh yeah yeah you get in you get into your groove and your zone and you just you have those moments where you stop and you're just like oh, let's go. oh yeah i mean it's <coughs> when you get up to those kinds of areas it's you know similar to boundary water stuff like there's you're not hearing other no, you're, people. You're, you're not hearing four wheelers. Not hearing like it's yeah. it's nice. A you're focused. Loon. It's beautiful. Like a lone loon. I can't. Well, I can't do a lone a loon sound, but you know <laughs> what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and it echoes forever up there because it's just nothing. Yeah, that's the best part. That's cool. Well, um, I don't know. Is there any half rack stuff you're gonna bring with you to help? Um, I'll probably bring the little camp stool, like that one. I'll bring up there. I don't think I'll need any shot shell holders or <laughs> yeah. gun slings. Hopefully not. Yeah. But I probably will pack a sidearm. So I'll probably bring my pistol with me just because Bear, wolves, wolf, bears, something. all those critters are out this time of year. So I'll probably pack that with me. Cool, man. Um, yeah. Well, I can go through the other partnerships real quick. Just uh, check out Latitude Outdoors. Again, we just keep reiterating their Carbon Speed Series 6 are coming out soon. But they have platforms. They have knee pads. They have saddles. Um, they have a, a number of accessories, even if, if you're into, you know, saddle hunting, their lineman belt and their, you know, tether and all, they have a lot of things, but they've done a really good job of kitting that stuff or creating bundles or kits where when you buy it, the box comes to your door, it's everything you need all in one package. So it's pretty straightforward. There's no metal. Um, these are magnetic. There's no Velcro. So it's like a metalless, Velcroless, silent system, and it's all baked in. Um, I know Greg modified his a little bit with a, I forget what it's called, but some sort of thing that helps with sliding the knots or whatever. Um, I forget what that knot's called right now. Oh, yeah, for like the, your Prusik knot? Prusik knot. Yep, so it's, you can do it with one hand yeah. as opposed to doing with But two. you can do it with one hand with the Latitude setup. It is, they, they have a lot of good videos on their site and on their YouTube that will like tutorially walk you through these things or educate you how to use it. So um, definitely their site is a great resource. Their website or their YouTube is a great resource. Try this stuff out. This is the time of year to, like, get in your backyard and just start <coughs> kicking the tires and getting comfortable. And for anybody who's, like, on the fence about trying new gear, which a lot of people, like, don't like. You know, the gearhead people mm-hmm. love to try it all, and then there's people, you know, well, I got this, and it works. Can't teach an old dog. For people who don't know, like, the gearhead side of things and, like, Facebook groups, like, if you buy something, you can sell it for the same price. Like, as long as it's new and unused, there is so much demand for all of this, like, mobile hunting gear that you can pretty much buy stuff, try it, sell it, buy and then find stuff you like. Like, people do that all the time, and you're not really losing any money. How much do you think I can sell my my old... API stand for. Oh yeah, I got the same one. If we could put it, maybe maybe twenty it, bucks. Free shipping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants this thing? Hey, it's a great stand, honestly. Like, but you gotta, yeah. If you're not concerned about noise and all that jazz or easy <laughs> yeah. setup, it's totally awesome. If you don't mind a hollow aluminum yeah. tubing. But if, honestly, if you had like private land and you just had it set as a fixed stand, it yeah. probably would be great. It's huge. Um, there's a lot of 
space to like stretch out on that thing for sure. We used to hunt out of hang-ons because um, north of Highway 64 in Wisconsin, you can leave hang-ons during the season. Okay. Um, you can't have like screw-in steps, but you can leave hang-ons. And like any cheap stand will work for a hang-on yeah, right. for a season. If you leave it up for I multiple years, yeah. it's going to be bad. But like for a season... Doesn't matter. You can buy. Yep. We used to buy like the cheap ones from Menards. Be like, the big dogs. Yeah, the big dogs. Have like two big dogs. Thirty-five bucks or something, yeah. and they like they worked. But they worked. when you start carrying them on every hunt, it's <clears throat> that's not, it's not fun quite the tear, same. Set up and tear down. Yeah. That, that's what turned me off to mobile hunting initially was because I was using such complicated. I should say complicated. It wasn't complicated, but it wasn't user friendly. They just weren't designed to do that. Yeah, like metal belt clips and like there's no way to like add tension and tighten it down to like cam lock and all that stuff wasn't really designed with that stuff in mind versus like the lone wolf or like the even like the latitude platforms and all that stuff it's very different these days you got novix out there you got latitude what's the other one uh that just came out that's got some like other there's like a whole bunch of there's elevate Elevate, company something else that's high up what's it called (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) clever name right yeah yeah that would go really good as a sponsor for uh, Weed and Whitetails who are elevated. Ooh, get elevated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if we talked about it the last time we were talking about latitude, but we, you, <clears throat> we were all talking, the guys here, that like innovating this kind of stuff is super hard because yeah. everything's super saturated. It's been done. But what I've always thought before they even like took you on as a sponsor for like the show here is that like they've done a really good job testing new stuff like when they came out with that x-wing that crazy looking yep. saddle platform the yep. first time i saw that i was like that's interesting because it's different and mm-hmm. i was like i like to have my feet on the sides of the tree i always use like the ring of tree steps so i could i don't like having my feet together on the platform i don't just don't like it i don't like my knees in the tree so i saw that and i was like this is cool no one's doing that and so many people were like oh that's terrible well, design subtle, i was like i want yeah, that dude, one <laughs> those subtle changes over the course of like an all-day sit as an example it's like if you're going to spend eight hours in your bed, which most people do, you lay on your side, and if it's a shitty bed, that spring is going to really hurt That's your why back. you toss and turn, right? And Yeah, so then it's like, if, well, if you if your feet are at this degree of, you know, ang- whatever, like, at, over time, your ankle's going to really start to hurt, or some, some pressure point's going to get tripped up in a way that you, if you ran for seven miles, you get this side ache that you never got before because you haven't worked that effing muscle before. <laughs> like, those are the types Less of things Less than seven that, miles for that, me to get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, like, that's the kind of stuff that I feel like they're thinking of. At least they're giving you options for reconfiguring your positioning. And if you have multiple go-tos, you can toss and turn a bunch in there, but keep your blood flowing in your legs comfortably where you're not getting, like, this yeah. acute pain all of a sudden or this hip pinch. You ever, If you've never experienced hip pinch, it's, it's not cool. No, it's not comfortable. So, like, having that adjustability is critically important. So, yeah, Latitude Outdoors, check them out, uh, latitudeoutdoors.com. Use code OHP, save. Uh, I believe it's percentage off on accessories that may change come hunting season with other stuff, but um, that's what it is. And Spartan Forge, I'm going to be talking to Bill to, what is tomorrow, Wednesday? I think when? I think tomorrow. i got to check my text thread, but um, I'm going to be talking to him soon. I, I'm going to try something different from the ad standpoint, and we'll see if he bites. I'm sure he will because it's pretty straightforward. Um, one of my old favorite podcasts is called The um, Masters of Scale, and they would do this ad that was – an interview with a company about, and it was more like a story arc. Like we're going to hear from the CEO of Microsoft about cybersecurity. And we're going to talk about this one instance where they helped solve this problem. And they would do part of it. And actually it was like compelling enough that you're like, and then they would stop. And then they'd run it again later and be like, Hey, back to the story from the CEO Mm. of Microsoft. So I want to do like, Hey, let's hear a story from Bill with Spartan Forge about 
a, like an anecdotal story that he's, because he has so many anecdotal stories from hunters about how they've realized success with this app. Um, to just pull that thread a little bit deeper because, you know, we can talk about on our show about like how we use it to, to mark pins when you're scouting or to look at like the forecasting of deer movement predictability or, you know, the fact that they're adding all this tech. That's all fine, but sometimes it's hard to, as a consumer, understand how it's going to work for you if you don't have something to relate it to. Mm -hmm. And the more you hear that outcome-based anecdotal evidence, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I hunted that way before. I see that makes sense to me. And be good just to hear from Bill. Like, he's just an interesting guy. Yeah, he's as smart as they come. He did uh, I didn't listen to the whole thing yet, but on uh, Bo Martonics, yep. he, he did, like, a podcast part on, like, what makes a good leader. And I was like, oh, I want to hear some of that. And, like, I started listening to that, and I was like, just like listening yeah, to this. Yeah. Like, what he says is good. I haven't, I haven't. How Bo breaks down the segmentation of his podcast, I have no clue how he does that so fast. Oh, he's got a guy doing that. He's pretty good. Yeah. I'm talking to that name. guy on Friday. I was going to say, I can <laughs> give you his name because he messaged and was like, can you supplement me with like a whole bunch of pictures and like whatever you have that can like yeah, relate well. to these three things. And then but he, if you go to his show notes and like the in like Spotify, it tells you like at a minute and 10, you're going to hear about this. He almost creates like chapters. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had the wherewithal to do with ours because I would say, this is the chapter we talked about bullshit. This is the chapter, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a big chapter. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, wrote the, we wrote the book on bullshit. No, but, um, <laughs> I mean, check out Spartan Forge, uh, SpartanForge.ai. Again, code OHP. I think uh, with Spartan Forge, you get 20% off your annual subscription, which is fantastic. I know we're really going deep into the partners here, but I don't, I don't mind. It's been a minute. Method Archery, they're on a tour right now. I talked to Isaac the other day. He's doing uh, all of the TAC events, a total archery challenge. It was funny. I was like, how are you doing? Are you selling arrows? And he's like, no, it's kind of like selling shoes at a marathon. Like, everyone already has shoes. <laughs> Everybody came with all yeah. of their shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and and furthermore, I was like, oh, you should check out this great new um, attribution tool to, like, run ads. He's like, I can't run ads on Facebook because we're considered, like, an ammunition Weapons. weapon company. So we get lot of the same category. So we can't run ads there. We, we can do it on Google and and limited a bit on, on YouTube. But I was like, oh, good point. So it's stuff like this, like we're, you know, methods partnered with podcasts like ours and others. Like I think um, it's Truth in the Stand is the one, or uh, The Element is one. They've done work with the hunting public. So they have to go to these influencers and content creators and personalities. That's the only options they yeah, really have. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've i often said, like, I think the product is speaks for itself. It's great. But to me, the it's almost like Uber. Like, People are like, ah, oh, Uber is this taxi company, da 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 da. And someone had said, like, Uber is not selling taxi service. They're selling the perception of time, not even time, the perception of time. They're selling you, when it came out, I remember the first person I ever talked about Uber, I was like, what the hell is that? Like, you've got a stranger's car, that's weird. And the fact that you could see, like, where the person was and when they're going to be there and, like, them en route meant you had the perception of save time. You could now engage in another activity rather than waiting on the side of the road for a taxi or a car service and not knowing when they get there. You're always on edge. Like, I, what's that stupid freaking show that was like, cabs here? Like, yeah, I know what you're Jersey talking Shore. about. Yeah. They never knew when it was going <laughs> to show up. You're always checking. Cabs are here. Yeah. And so then they, like, solve this problem. So method archery is, like, they're giving you time back because you don't have to go to the archery shop unless maybe you want to shoot the product at the end of the day. But if you have a, like most of us have a you know block target, go shoot in the basement or your mm -hmm. backyard. These arrows are going to show up at your door exactly as they need to fit for you and your bow. 
Like it's not just your bow, it's you and your bow. And I say that because like it's your draw length, it's your draw weight, it's your bow, whether it's the bare, legit, you know, mm -hmm. whatever model, they have an algorithm that will tell you exactly what arrow you need and then they frickin' build that arrow and send it to you. And it's all great, out of the box. Shoot it, awesome. I was surprised by how many people like at the archery shoots that we did and even Foam Fest, how had. many guys had vector arrow and when it was vector yep. method now, but like yep. how many times I saw those out in the field just in public, like it's really doing yeah. well. And people are realizing like, not only is this convenient, but these arrows are freaking amazing. Like these things are missiles yep. and guys like Greg. So I, I think Eric and I are on the same page. Like I want to like plug it in. I want to get <laughs> yeah. the arrow and I want to put it on where like Greg orders them, you know, without fletchings. Like he'll, he gets the fletchings, but like, puts in the notes like don't put them on because eric or sorry greg wants to like paper tune the bear shafts and like he's meticulous mm -hmm. so like you can do it however you want like to suit it and you're still getting the same awesome product. yeah it could be soup to nut or i don't know what the alternative of, of that would be like soup to not nut <laughs> <laughs> soup to gravy i don't know or to broth but to that end like good company good ownership they can't go down the traditional digital social, you know, way of like, you know, performance marketing and growth. So they lean on partners like us and others to get the word out there. So we're getting the word out there. And again, this is a time like you could be trying out your saddle and shooting your bow from the saddle with method arrows or whatever. And a lot of people drink our quote unquote Kool-Aid and like subscribe to what we do. And I think, you know, we're this is a community and there's a lot of people that are using these products and we kind of all live in the same kind of you know categorical space. But um I'm excited. They're coming here tomorrow. Set no the one behind this one up. They're gonna help me set up um, my new bear bow, and oh, this is the. I'm not gonna mess. <laughs> you could. I mean, you there's could. an antler on it. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna transfer my sight pin from my existing bear empire to to this new one here, and then uh, they got a, a press that is mobile. So they're gonna come here in the studio and help me set up. So I'll probably go live and we'll do some. Fun yeah, content. get some videos of that, and then are yeah. you getting? Then they're going to get different arrows yep. to match this guy up. Branded method and so forth. So um, I'll be able to shoot like Anthony Heller was just here last week. He's got his archery event coming up in June, like yep. Father's Day weekend. So like I need to have a bow <laughs> and I'd like to shoot the new one, not the old one. Um, hopefully it's I hopefully I can be comfortable and accurate with it. So I don't want to have I'm, I'm not going to although I'm going to the gym a lot, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, but I don't know what I'm going to be at for my draw. And then these these will be the uh, <laughs> the first method arrows that any of us have because we still yeah, have the the vectors. The all, yeah, the we all have the vectors. The deer antlers here. Um, yeah, and then Go Wild, man, they're doing some crazy shit. They just launched a new product, so they went through some structural changes. So Go Wild has now uh, been gobbled up by their own invention that got put on top of Go Wild called Holler Commerce, which. In all technical terms, and I don't think most of the audience is going to give a shit about what this is, but it's embedded commerce slash social commerce. And uh, I don't know what that means. basically the back end <laughs> of the Go Wild application and, and um, you know, site has been graduated into its own thing that's white labeled for other businesses. This is a form of affiliate marketing. It's really exciting if you're nerdy about that stuff like I am. Um, but on the, on the flip side, Go Wild as a product has done so, so well in creating community, creating social cloud around products, around commerce that people can rally around in a meaningful way where we talk about it's not just bullshit Amazon reviews or bots. It's real people that actually select the products they're using for their gear, their setup. And you can go and see it. And you know like that Derek Melkor uses these products and stands behind it. 
like quite literally and legitimately. And then there's reviews on top of that in addition to it. So like seeing who you're, you know, the hunting public will do it. You watch hunting public and a little pop out. They're shooting this bow with these specs. It's kind of cool to see. That, you know? That's the cool part is like you can see the products not just like on a review post because review posts I'm always skeptical about because I'm like, you know, yep. are they getting this product? You know, like, is it a and true, real, unbiased, true social? But you yep. have people posting their trophy photos, right? You yep. earn points for posting it and then they tag the gear they used. And yep. like in the store, you can like do pull a review out for yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. hit the deer in the shoulder. It went this far. And you're like, what heads was he using? And you can look down and be like, oh, so they actually perform you know what i mean like you you can do it your own you know when you post a trophy it literally says where did you hit it how far was the shot how far did it travel and then yeah you kind of reverse engineer well what gear were that's how i always did it is like reverse engineer to get like let's get the real review let's work work backwards from that here and see what really happened it's like and it wouldn't be a trophy is a relative term it just means it actually killed something yeah um or found something you can do like trophy people are posting like morels or like Yep. Nine inch bluegill trophy photo, yeah. <laughs> like it's cool. Yeah, or sheds even. Like yep. I think I posted yeah, some. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So uh, Jacob, it's a uh, it's a kid's bedtime, but earbuds are. Oh, he's listening in. Thank you, Jacob. Nate, what's up? Long time listener, haven't been able to watch live. And then AJ Kazmir Kazmirzek. Man, AJ, I can't say your last name, but he's Kazmir. Yeah, Kazmir. He's the coffee Viking. He's the one that helped me pick out this new bear bow. Oh, sweet. This is the what? Is I can't think of the name of it. Uh, it's with an R. What is the? It's it's on the limb. You could grab it. You can. That shed can just move. There we go. I, I, I'm so bad at remembering names. Legend I mean, XR. Legend XR. Seventy pounder. So yeah, he helped me. I called him. I called AJ because he's. I don't know if he's like a bear ambassador, but he was at ATA and, and he helped me. <coughs> I was gonna go with the um, adapt. Which is like the new art. Is that the that's hunting the public one? Or yeah, that's the yeah the hunting public one. And I liked it. It felt very forgiving, which is something I need to have. Um, and then there's one that I think is like above this one in terms of like what I think would be more lethal. Mm-hmm. This was the middle ground between those two, the Legend XR. So I felt like, well, the adapt was comfortable. Let's see if I can go to this step up from that. And um, this is what I picked. So, yeah, I'm excited to get it tuned up tomorrow with the Method guys. And uh, fire some arrows through it. I imagine some of my existing vectors or the you know legacy vectors will fly through this to some degree. It's got nice big yeah. round cams. Like this has got to draw really nice and smooth. It felt good when I was. It's got to feel great. ATA. Those things are huge. Yeah. So that's cool. It'll be sweet uh, to have that set up and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. And so when I go to Go Wild, I know they have a partnership with Bear and they have Bear products. All that means is that they have Bear products integrated to their platform. And I can tag that that's the bow that I'm using. Um, so you'll be able to see that on Eric Clark's profile at some point. Woo woo! Which is cool. Yeah, so it's fun. So check out Go Wild, uh, time to go wild.com. Again, code OHP for all of our partners. OHP stands for OKS on our podcast. I guess I need to spell that out quite literally. I get to set up a new bow soon, also, hopefully. Yeah, um, I got a new bow on order. I got the new Matthews Phase okay. 4. So uh, my buddy Bo that we were just mentioning, uh, yeah, if yeah. you haven't so checked you, uh, out Bo's please, channel, yes. I'm gonna plug him. Dude, sorry. I was gonna do it if you weren't. If you haven't <laughs> checked out uh, Ghost Bucks Hunt on YouTube, please go over there and give him a subscribe. He does amazing work. Super good guy. Two little kids, similar to Eric and I's position, and he just maximizes his time. I don't know how the guy edits, hunts, film like. He does a great job. And he's so a physical therapist by trade. Physical therapist. I nicest guy. Super humble. Hopefully we can get him down here in the studio soon and do a little podcasting with him. But go check out Ghost Bucks on YouTube and give it a subscribe. But uh, <clears throat> through the work his dad has done, 
um, through his whole career. His dad was writer for Bowhunter Magazine for a long time. He's got to deal with Matthews, pro yep. staff. So we were able, as long as we continue filming, to um, work out a deal with them to get some new bows almost every year if we want. That's cool, man. So I got my awesome bow from last year that I loved that I shot my biggest buck with, and his dad talked me into ordering a new one. So I'm going to hopefully get set up with some new arrows and set up my bow when it comes in. Yeah, well, when you get it, let's talk about arrows and make sure you're squared away there. For yeah, the for sure. Yeah, you get what you need there. Um, we'll see our, our uh, beginning partnership with Bear evolves or blossoms. I know they gave us some bows to give away for Foam Fest, um, <coughs> which are the legit. So we have a pink camo and a, and a what is this, the Fred Bear camo, I think, or that bottom one. Um, Foam Fest, by the way. I've gone to Hork and Marsh, Hork and Marsh Bowman, uh, HMB, twice in the last two weeks. One was for the um, leadership at admin meeting to add what I our event to the agenda, and then I went last week for the all... I didn't hear how it went. The, yeah, I went for the all-member uh, meeting, which is an annual member meeting, um, to like flesh that out further. All is looking mostly good, but they're in the process of converting to a 501c3 not-for-profit. Mm. They won't... That won't be done until June 1st, so June 2nd, we're following up to try to find a way because they would have to rent out their their grounds or their property. And if they're doing that for, we're a for-profit business, we're a not-for-profit. Yep. We are not a not-for-profit. And so that implication has some effects or impacts that like neither of us fully understand. So they have a lawyer. We're going to figure out how we need to like craft this. Yeah, so to it make it work. Can work. I don't think it'll be an issue, but quite technically, I don't have it fully confirmed yet, so I'm just waiting for that to happen. And it's interesting, because last year we were going to go to a brewery, and then that fell through because of legal things with the township. So then we land on Horik and Marsh Bowman. Loved it. Great. Let's do that again. Felt like a slam dunk. Boom. They're switching their stuff. I'm like, man, this is just continuing <laughs> to be a complicated... We just want to shoot our bows I and have fun. I just want somewhere to go to have an event. Um, so anyway, that's where that stands at the moment. I suspect it should be fine. And once I cross, once I turn that corner, we're going to be full steam ahead on planning that. But tentatively, it's going to be just you want to, if you want to like placeholder your calendars, August 26th with camping overnight. There's no events on that Sunday. It's just overflow to handle people that spend the night to camp. Put so it on your calendar. So bonfire, do it. Camp, stay. I, there's nothing in the area as far as hotels. There's nowhere to stay. So I know a lot of people last year drove from quite a distance. Yeah. This way we can accommodate people that you know want to come, stay, and then leave on Sunday. Um, if you are interested in staying in a hotel or something like that, which I think it'd be more fun to camp, but depending on whether I'm in West Bend, which is maybe 20 minutes away, okay. there are a couple some in cheap ho hotels that are right down the road from me that if a person really wanted to, it's drive. like 20 minutes yeah. away. It's That's not bad good. at all. Easy, easy it's 45 drive. minutes for me in Oconomowoc <laughs> to get to yeah. Oricon where they're at. And it's straight shot, straight up uh, what is it, Highway P or something like that. Yep. I forget what the highway is, but it's just... <coughs> You know, you just drive all the way until you're there, but it takes a minute. Um, awesome course. It's beautiful. It's great. It's secluded. It's nice. It's open. Um, we'll have saddle platforms. We'll have vendors. We'll have kid events. I'm talking to the DNR to bring the Learn to Hunt program there. I'm talking with BHA, Backcountry Hunters Anglers, to co-collab on this event. So they'll have a presence, and they'll help promote. Um, so, yeah, definitely trying to do more this year. I just, again, need to, like, solidify that. Yes, this is how we're going to structure how we do it there. So just some behind-the-scenes inside baseball, behind the curtain, this is what's going on with it for those that have been asking because a lot of people actually have been asking about it. 
Um, Which is and, excellent. And if you haven't heard about it or don't know how we're talking about, Foam Fest is a 3D archery shoot. It's at the end of August, August 26th, tentatively. Um, the last before the season starts to just have fun. It's very low-key. It'll be It's family-centric. Bring your wives and kids. Bring your husbands and kids, whatever, you know, if you're female. Bring your family. And we do enough things as hunters uh, with trade shows and events and hunting and all that stuff where we, we don't bring our families or it's harder to. This is a great opportunity is, to bring them. Please bring them, um, especially with Learn to Hunt. Having a, a participatory role in this this year, I think there's going to be some shooting things that can go on for our youth that Very I'm really cool. excited about. In addition to like what you had done last year with the shed hunt. We did a shed hunt, which <coughs> we'll e- elaborate on this year. Now that I know that the kids really enjoyed that, we can do the shed hunt. We did a little coloring contest. Maybe we can do a cool little, I mean, depending what the Learn to Hunt guys do, be fun to do like they do in Hunter Safety and do like a mock blood trail and like have kids track oh, yeah. stuff down through a little blood trailing, like hunting related, but yeah. like family fun. friendly stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's fun. And kids and are really excited about that stuff. Like, oh my God, there's a speck of fake blood. You know, yeah. Whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. look for hair, look for blood. Like, they, yep. they love that kind of stuff. So, that's cool. And that, that part of deer hunting in itself is like, it's a whole, that's a whole world of. It's like a whole other type yeah. of hunting. Like, yeah. you have to be good at tracking to track. Yeah. Yes. Whoa, slow down there, big guy. Stop <laughs> shrimping over the crime scene, you know? Yeah. Like, you get very investigative. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. We're just kind of shooting the breeze here. We had a guest lined up. He had some emergency happen, uh, so we had to, he had to duck out. We'll reschedule with him. And uh, so it's just Derek and I. Greg's out of town for work, so me and Derek here chopping up the fat. Um, phone lines are open, 262-751-4122. I'll put the number on the screen, so if anyone wants to call, you can. We'd love to hear from you. But meanwhile, Derek, you drove right past me yep. on the way here tonight. Yep. And uh, I've been I've been really hot to trot and staying consistent building routine around some some like just general fitness. And uh, I'm excited to stick with it through all of summer and even through and into hunting season. So I don't have to huff and puff nearly as much where I have a lung collapsing trying to drag a deer out of the woods. I've been there before. Yeah, you were running. Uh, I was driving to Eric's house for the podcast, and I see this tall fellow with a big <laughs> high fleet farm hat on, and sure as hell it was Mr. Clark himself jogging yeah. down the street at a pretty good pace. So uh, he's been working out and kind of keeping uh, keeping tally on what he's been doing, and that was uh, inspiring to me. So I've been doing similar, not quite as good or consistent as Eric yet, but I'm working on it. So but I think that's doing soccer though i did i did it indoor soccer of soccer has got to be pretty because you're just running the whole time yeah so but it was indoor Mm -hmm. over the winter got signed up my buddy talked me into an indoor league okay i hadn't run or done any training for it it was just like all right he'll be a good reason to get in shape Mm -hmm. and i kind of used that to kind of jump start me but then once that season wound down he talked me into playing outdoor which on a full field 90 minute games I was like, this is gonna be serious. Like, <laughs> it's an over thirty league, so like, it's all time. older guys, but still, like, I don't like feeling like I can't do what I want to physically, mm-hmm. and that's the way I was feeling at the beginning of indoor. Like, my leg, like, I wanted to do, like, make these moves and run, but I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so I was like, I need to get, I need to do something. How have you? Is it like progressed positively? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just playing the indoor, I've progressed a lot, and then. Like, I ran every weekday last week, got up and ran yesterday you ran morning. every day? Every day. You're not resting in between? No, every day. No shin splints? But I'm no. not going far. How far are you? How, what Two are you and doing? a half. Two, Two and a half miles, three good. miles, maybe. That, you make it sound like, like I'm, not, I'm barely doing three, you know, miles. Yeah, but, but I mean, I just got off of soccer <laughs> season. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so I've been, ru- I've been doing that. Um, how, so many, I, how many miles do you think you run in a, in a game? Like, in an indoor game, I don't know. 
But indoor outdoor, what's the difference? Like, there's oh, the that field's big. way bigger. Oh, outdoor oh, field size is different. Field size. Is huge. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, field size is way, 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 way bigger. So you're gonna cover. You're gonna cover five miles in a game outdoor. Holy shit! Yeah. Holy shit! That's a yeah. lot. You're gonna cover five miles, and a lot of that's gonna be sprinting. You I know what I mean? I like you're gonna sprint, and then you're gonna jog to catch your breath, and then. So that's gonna be. I gotta buckle up here. <laughs> I gotta get to work. So I did not run this morning, sadly. Well, chose to are sleep. you running early? Mo- when are you running? Mor- um, I ran a couple times after school um, when I had time. Otherwise, been getting up at five and just running. I usually get up at like, or I usually shower at five forty, five forty-five. So it gives me about forty minutes to go for a run in the morning. Forty minutes is a good. Yeah, that's that's a four-mile run. For that me. gives it. Yeah, that mile I was doing like two and a half to three miles. Give me a little cool-down walk, and then I would stress it, stretch it out outside and stretch and go hop in the shower and. On with my day. I, I enjoy running in the heat of summer. So, like, these 90, 100-degree days, like, I'm looking forward to those. Yeah, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm at. That's what I really want. You're a ridiculous person. <coughs> we have a caller. <coughs> I, we haven't had a caller in a while. What do we got here? Um, let's find out. Call him from Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, you're live on the podcast. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, hey. good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Who do we got? What are you calling about? Uh, uh Noah. Oh, hey, Noah. I talked to you guys a few a couple months ago. Hey, buddy. Thanks for calling in. What's new? Well, had very much an okayest turkey hunter season. Ooh, let's hear about that. Uh, well, you know, I'm uh, it's actually my first year turkey hunting, and uh. Got out zone two, uh, time zone B. Got kind of lucky with that. Yeah, uh, A, A was first, A was pretty nasty. Yeah, it was cold, but I mean it was interesting. First day out, I blew it four separate times. <laughs> uh, mostly just me moving. You know, hens all around me, and then they just bolted. Were you Went out a couple days later. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Were you sitting on the on the ground, just like leaning up against a tree, or were you in a blind? Like, how were they picking you off? Yeah, I was, I was just on the ground, yeah. uh, public. I don't. I have a blind, but I don't quite like the uh, the public land requirements of uh, yeah. needing that twenty four square inches of orange on each side. Mm-hmm. I believe it is. I just feel I could give it away pretty good to the turkey, and it's a hassle for, you know, what I'm thinking. I hear you. So how'd it go? Do you have a, yeah, uh, no, just, do you have a specific story? Uh, well, I had a Tom come in. I uh, actually had a little decoy set up. Uh, so I, I had a few hens, like, surrounding me this one time. I was a couple weeks back. It was actually my last day of that time zone. Uh, sitting out there, hens come through. I'm just kind of waiting. Have two geese come in, <laughs> and then they land about 40 yards from my decoy set. And they're honking, and I'm about ready to move because I everything. Chase off all the turkey or whatnot. Look over to kind of glance around the bush to my left. And uh, 
I see about seven tens, about 200 yards away on the other side of the field. I'm like, okay, I'll sit for a little longer, see if they have a Tom with them. Well, next thing I know, this big, at least 10-inch beard comes sprinting around the bush 40 yards from me right into my decoy set. And, of course, I couldn't sit still enough. I didn't have my gun up ready yet. And I couldn't wait for him to puff up to give me a chance to bring it up. Started bringing it up. He saw me. He starts sprinting away. And I pull my shot probably a foot to his left. <sighs> That's tough, man. Oh, yeah. It was... That was quite the season. The patience required when, you, when your gun is down and they're close to you and you just want to make it happen and, like, get the shot, the patience required to wait for him to fan out and turn and, like, get your chance to bring it up, it's tough. It's, like, sounds easy. We'll just wait till he's not looking. Wait till. It, but when you're sitting there and there's a Tom 20 yards away, you just want to bag him? Like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah, and it's, it's my first time doing it, and I'm seeing him here. And beer basically dragging on the ground <laughs> and sprinting to my decoys. So you're pretty, like, at that point, was your heart pumping pretty hard or what? Oh, oh, yeah. It was. <laughs> I, I was. I'm just uh, like, I can't believe. Second time out. It's been, you're in Wisconsin, I think. It's been nice enough out now where we're sleeping with the windows open. And this morning in our neighborhood, I woke up to an actual turkey gobble. <laughs> really? I was like, and I know I'm, I'm turkey hunting this oh, Saturday. Man. I was like holy shit it's a sign like, it was like oh man that was cool like he's somewhere there's a big tom somewhere on your goblin like it was kind of neat to hear like they're still active this is like encouraging <laughs> but i've never shot a turkey i've been turkey hunting one time so i'm 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 sure oh. if anything happens i'll be like freaking the heck out <laughs> you will so. <laughs> I'll just, i will say i did go on another trip this actually this last weekend we were on two toms all weekend on some permission land up by eau claire Made two toms the entire weekend. Saw them, everything. Huge toms, but they were hemmed up the entire time. So no calling we did ever got them in. They just didn't care. Yes. Um. No and the closest they got to me was like 70 yards. And it was through brush. I'm not going to take that shot even with my tungsten. Yeah, that's a that's a poke. 70 yards through brush. But. But oh, every morning when we could just hear them gobbling on the roost and they got fired up too, it was even not getting a turkey, just that experience was great. Yeah, that uh, pre-light gobbling, like they, it, you know there's like promise, like you have a chance, like that excitement is why I turkey hunt. Any opportunity at a bird or an opportunity, like seeing any query, whether deer, bird, it doesn't matter, like seeing something in and of itself is part of the reward, if you ask me. The, getting one is the extra bonus. That's icing on the cake. That's what I always loved, and like as a, as a younger guy, like talking like teenager into my early 20s, talk about like getting excited from like yep. seeing a deer. Like that moment when you hear something walking before you see it, you know, like that, that anticipation of like, what is it? What is it? Like, and the gobble from the roost, like that's like the feeling of yeah. like, oh my God, like I'm okay. in it. I'm here for like, this is cool. Yeah. Like I love that it's feeling. Happen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You just don't know. The anticipation is everything. Cool. So you learned a lot, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
anything better every time I do it. But no, that's cool. Yeah, definitely have to uh, get more tags for next year. Heck yeah, buddy. Do you have any leftover tags for period E or no? No, no. Uh, I got my zone two, and then I bought two extras for this last weekend for this hunting trip I was going on. And then I just never thought to get any more. Yep. Zone two is already out, and zone one, I haven't liked to look any of the public land over there, at least from what I look for. What's nice about these late seasons, I mean, the bugs, the heat can get bad in the later seasons. But what's awesome about these later seasons is if the toms are hanging with hens or won't cooperate, there's enough green on the trees right now and in the grass where you can just move on them. Like, they can't see into the woods. They can't see as far. So you can, like, get in front of them, stalk around, and, like, forget the decoys and the calling a little bit. And, like, you can move on them where early in the season when there's no leaves you can't move a little bit like you learned in the first, the second season, like they can see movement so much further away yeah. in the early seasons. And now like a person can just duck behind some grass and like make a move and get in front of birds, which is kind of fun too. So I heard that you want to do the decoys later season because all their hens have been bred. So they're looking more for hens. They're not as hens up. Did- I don't know. That's, what i've heard did you did you use hens this last weekend when they were hend up did you use decoys we we tried but they didn't even there was one morning where they didn't fly down from the roost hend up but we had a couple hen decoys out and they didn't care they just beelined it right to where they knew their hens were the last Mm -hmm. and it was we just weren't close enough for a shot yeah it is what it is man how yep. it goes. But definitely sound like a classic OKS hunter move to not be prepared when they when it happens. Oh. It's easy no. to do. But it's okay. It's okay. It's part of like it's part of what makes it great, right. you know? Here you have a story either way. Yeah. Very That's why cool. They call it hunting, not killing, right? You got yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. No, thanks for the call, Noah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. That'll be enough to uh, carry you over till next year. That'll yeah. get the excitement <laughs> going. Oh. Well, at least until deer season. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's the real season. That's the only season I care about. Awesome, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yep. Take it easy. Man, that is the story of it, though. Anyone who's ever turkey hunted with me, (laughs) friends and guys who have brought their kids, like, my mantra is turkeys are jerks. Because, like, they do what Noah just said. Like, he's looking. There's hens 200 yards across the field. So he's a yeah. little bit more relaxed. And, like, nothing's around. He hasn't heard anything. And then what happens? 40 yards away, here comes Tom running in, making no noise. Like, they're just jerks. <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> big-time jerks. Interesting. I'm excited and enthused for this Saturday. <clears throat> and especially, like I said, just hearing. I, I was going to text. I know we're in a group, group text thread or whatever, and it's always popping off. Like, usually you guys are texting me before I'm up. Because I'm up late. I don't. I get up early, but like that's relative. Yeah. My alarm's going off. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just gonna stay here for a little bit longer. But uh, which is funny because that's the opposite of what I should be doing based on like Marcus really a stoic philosophy. Hey, you can have a moment to relax. (laughs) Yeah, you can have a moment. But we have another caller, uh, Alec Beckers, um, with the the Learn to Hunt program. It says in the in the auto screen. Alec, how you doing, man? Good, Eric. How you doing? Good. Thanks for calling in. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. Yeah, this is my first time calling in. I uh, got the Facebook notification, so I figured I'd start looking looking at your uh, live stream. And then I heard you talk about Foam Fest and how we're bringing the uh, 
the Learn to Hunt programs and BHA there. So I thought I'd uh, call in and give a little plug for that and kind of tell you guys what it's all about. Heck yeah, yeah. glad you did. Yeah, I was talking to you. I talked to Quinn yesterday. So, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly where we're going to land on what it looks like yet, but everyone's open to participating in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, Learn to Hunts are very uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, I was a, an onset a, a adult onset hunter myself, and I was actually a student of a Learn to Hunt put on by Pheasants Forever and National Wild Turkey Federation uh, years ago. So John Motoviloff uh, and Marty Bozis, they're now both with uh, Pheasants Forever. They put it on. And uh, that's what got me into hunting initially. And now here I am working with, with Quinn from the DNR and BHA. We're putting on all of our own learn to hunt. Um, so basically the fun part about Wisconsin is that anyone can put on a learn to hunt uh, for children or for adults. Uh, BHA, we typically try to focus on adults um, that are looking to get into the hunting, hunting and fishing world. Um, so Really, all you got to do, and there's a bunch of information from the DNR online on this. Is that a whole website for Learn to Hunt? But I file paperwork um, with the state, and it actually goes to Quinn, and they look at it, approve it, um, and then we get to the actual planning and logistics of each event. Um, so this past year, we did a couple Learn to Hunt pheasants across the state. Um, where the state is also able to provide birds for us to release. Um, we'll typically take the students out for a range day, get them comfortable with firearms and whatnot, and then take them out on a pheasant hunt. Uh, we've also done learn to hunt deer, both with vertical compound bows as well as uh, crossbows all across the state. Um, and that's kind of a more inclusive weekend um, where the students get to learn about scouting, biology, conservation, ethics, funding mechanisms of conservation, um, and then actually get to go out and navigate public land and try to figure that part out for themselves um, with a mentor. Because that's always the challenge with uh, getting into hunting, especially on public land, is where the hell do I start? Um, so we walk them through that and hopefully try to get them a deer and then be able to show them how to break it down, how to get it, you know, to a field dressing state, or if they want to butcher it themselves, we can walk them through all of that. This past winter, we even did a learn to ice fish event out here on Pewaukee Lake. Wow. Cool. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Absolutely hammered the fish that day. Um, so that was a really great opportunity. And I know the students, I ran into some of the students, ice fishing the next weekend um so they're continuing with that and then on the topic of turkeys we just did two different learn to hunt turkeys across the state one out in the driftless area um, and then one down here in waukesha county and the one that i did here in waukesha county we had two out of six students um, harvest a mature time that's awesome uh, again wow. yeah all on public land um, and those students also had tags for the regular season. Um, they were able to get out there and get some hunting in on their own. And then I've already filed paperwork for this fall. So we're going to do learn to hunt waterfowl, learn to hunt deer, and learn to hunt pheasant um, here in Waukesha County. And then we'll also be doing similar programs all throughout the state. 
Uh, but if the listeners have any uh, questions or comments on uh, Learn to Hunt programs, visit the DNR website. You can get on a mailing list, uh, learn how to hunt for a new species, try to get into you know a new endeavor there, or you can check out BHA, and uh, we should be able to provide some information there as well. That's pretty awesome because, like, I've not gotten gotten into turkey hunting because I haven't had, I have, but I haven't had someone like show me, like to go with to learn how yeah. to do it. That's a barrier of entry. Talk about like, oh, public land's such a barrier. Like, it's hard to figure out the problem. Not, not problem. But it's like a hard thing to think about if you've never done it. Um, but having someone like an organization teach you all of these things, that's helpful. I can't believe that people are just. I should say I can't believe it's really cool that like people are like signing up for doing the course and then also sticking with it and having success that speaks to the, the, you know, the success of the program. But, um, that's pretty cool because I, I've not really hunted pheasant. I know, uh, we have the Upduck podcast on our network now. I can certainly learn from those folks. Um, <laughs> like we have the fishing podcast we have ours, but like I've not hunted much other than deer because my dad showed me how to hunt deer. And that was about it. I never learned how to trap or hunt turkey or hunt anything else. So I've not really cared because it's hard to go to a place or a person to find out how to do that. And there's a lot of stuff that exists now. But the fact that it's put on by the states, the DNR, like there's always going to be something you probably find in your neck of the woods. It sounds like you guys are, are in our backyard. And then I, I would be curious if you guys could spark up any relationship with the Waukesha County Land Conservancy folks. They're a not-for-profit. We donate to them. Um, they're one of the the not not for profits that we donate to through the two percent uh, certification, um, two percent for for conservation. We donate to W Waukesha County Land Conservation WCLC. Um, they they acquire properties. Then then uh, with that acquisition of properties, they allow recreation and or hunting on it. And then they have uh, for hunting, they do like a draw. You you buy and get into a lottery. You get selected. You get access among a small population of people that get access to public access to private property, essentially. But I wonder if there's a, a symbiotic relationship Learn to Hunt could have with those folks from like an access standpoint to help lower that barrier for the people that are willing to get into this stuff. Yeah, great minds think alike because they're top of the list that I need to start calling up and uh, seeing what we can strike up in terms of a partnership. Uh, similarly, I've got a call, a call with the Nature Conservancy because um, they've got some land southern Waukesha County, northern Walworth, uh, and that's one partnership that we want to strike up. And then also, yeah, Waukesha Land Conservancy, Ozaki, Washington Land Trust, um, there's all these great organizations that rely on hunters in the area for helping, you know, manage their habitats. Uh, and I've personally hunted Waukesha County Land Conservancy, Ozaki, Washington Land Trust, so I, I personally know it quite well. Um, and that's also one of the things that we provide to the students and, you know, at least I can speak for myself that I provide a little package to my students from the Learn to Hunt in Southeast Wisconsin of like a, hey, here's a access guide to public land in the Southeast Wisconsin area. Like you don't have to only hunt the Cattle Moraine State Forest or mm -hmm. only hunt DNR owned lands, but there's all these other access points um, that you can look at. Hell, even the city of Delafield has a sign up for um, access. But, but yeah, I'm right there with you that there's a lot of access in the area that we can uh, promote and 
set people up with so that they can expand their ability to hunt and find success. Yeah, man. You're doing great work. That's a noble cause, and obviously it's taken off, and people are benefiting from it, so thank you. Yeah, and and thanks for committing, you know, verbally for now until we, like, (laughs) secure the... The, the venue, it sounds like we will. It's just a matter of time here to like li- align on that stuff. But uh, thanks for being amicable and open to that and flexible with us. But uh, excited to see you at Foam Fest this year. It's a, it's a fun event. And if you haven't you know seen what it can look like, we have a sizzle reel of it on our, our YouTube. You can scroll through our videos and see one. So, But thanks for calling in. Yeah, Alex. absolutely. Me on the show. We're looking forward to Foam Fest. We'll see you guys there. And uh, hopefully we'll get a good BHA showing out at Foam Fest. Heck yeah. Yeah, rock on, man. You have a good night. Cool. Thanks, Alec. See you guys. Bye. Couple callers. Heck yeah. That's always fun. Heck yeah. I could have fit in this bourbon in my mouth. Oof. Yeah, I gotta be careful. It's gonna be an early morning. Turkey season. My yeah. last tag okay. starts tomorrow morning. So I, I do have plans of getting out early. So So with additional tag, you can just kill another Tom. I can kill another time. That's awesome. I have a time. Yeah, take room. Did you do anything with the time you already got as far as like? Um, oh, yeah. He's made into jerky. Shared it with a few people. I should have brought some tonight. Shit. Shit. You son of a bitch. Tomorrow's time. I I'll bring that on next my run. week. You could have drove past me and delivered me some <laughs> yeah, jerky. Yeah, just throwing you <laughs> sticks of jerky. That could have been the carrot in front of the, the horse. I could have <laughs> thrown it on the sidewalk. It would have been like a burrito at the window like in uh, Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I got uh, Gus. We just got my son a uh, raised like a lofted bed. Yeah, it's got like a desk underneath. So we had to move like some of his pictures that were on his wall. So now like the lofted bed goes up. So we like to have some of his stuff down. Okay. So he's got like one picture on the other wall, and he's got open space. I'm like, do you want me to put those back up? He's like, no, Dad. You know what I want? I want two turkey fans. <laughs> and I was like. I can do it. Right. <laughs> I can do that. That's so cool. So I'm going to put up two of my old turkey fans until he starts yeah. knocking down some of his own turkey That's fans. Great. So we're going to hang some up for him. So Did you do anything with the beards or the rocks? I got, uh, I got, I, don't, I never took the rocks out. That's okay. a cool idea. The gizzards. Um, I got the beards just, uh, my cats will pull them. Like if they're hanging on the wall, they'll jump up and pull them oh. out. They like the smell of them yeah. or whatever. So like I got them. Like, <laughs> Like a container, <laughs> like a metal I feel like container. I this wall could use some more stuff. Like I you have need no a shame. turkey fan. I do. I think a turkey fan because that bow, this bow that you can see here in frame, if you're watching live, this bow is gonna go away. So at some point, I could probably just hang my own bow. Somebody's gonna win this, that. This, bow. this is a bow that you're gonna win. This is the legit, at Foam Fest. It's an RTH ready hunt. I took the the sight off so it could hang there nice. So the sight's down there on the in one of the milk crates. But uh, Brad, Brad uh, Warwinski commented, "Good luck turkey hunting, guys." Also got a tag. That's awesome. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, man, go kill some turkeys. No, uh, no Jake break, as it were, which apparently will get us in trouble on social media. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the wrong crowd, or the right crowd, according to them. I don't really know, but you know, f all that noise. It's your tag. You hunt how you want. Do whatever you need to do. I, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen on Saturday. Like, if it's a Jake. I'm shooting a Jake. You better. If it's a Tom, I'm shooting a Tom. It's not that I don't care about the conservation of the birds, but I don't think you convinced me that there's a biological reason to not take a Jake. Just, I, I don't know. And we've talked about this. We had we had uh, Paul Campbell on. He got, like, I think that post up to 300 or 400,000 views now, and it's still happening. People are still, still burning people still up. Still losing their shit about it. Um, Everything he said made logical sense. Yeah, like it was like pride that was hurt, <laughs> not like logical. But, but it was so cool because Paul's disposition was like, 
I'm not even mad to see these people this fired up about it because it shows me that they're passionate about yeah. turkeys. I was like, who are you, Paul? <laughs> that's great. That That's what you're able to do. Like, what a good dude, you know? Like, people are literally throwing in shade his way, and he didn't even care. He's like, no, that just means I care. I'm like, good for you, man. What a great perspective. And uh, I ended up calling one of the guys. Or yeah, you had a pretty cool story that and, happened and out of it. Converted them into, I, hopefully, a listener. I think I don't know if they're listening anymore or not, but... Uh, you know, a lot gets lost in tonality, and 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 look, we're taking a clip from a whole hour plus long podcast, putting the thirty seconds, chopping out bits within that thirty seconds, and making it fifteen seconds. And people aren't basing a judgment on fifteen. It's like headline readers. Yeah, go read the article, go listen to the podcast, go get the full context. If you still don't like it, then make a comment. Yeah, but the po- the, the context was like you shouldn't get shamed for things. And I I bring all this up because I I'm a thirty seven year old man. That if I post a picture, people are going to assume I've been turkey hunting my whole life. And uh, I haven't been. So it's interesting. I'm, in, I'm not trying to stir the pot. But I'm just saying, if I get a Jake, I called it. That, that, that we're going to get shit for it. Remember? I'm not inviting the shit. I'm just saying it will happen. Just people remember why you do it. Why exactly. you go outdoors. Yeah. And I'm excited to experience something new. I'm excited to try something different. So what is something how much do you know about this weekend? Like I want to hear what's the game plan. What is happening? Where are you hunting? Is it public? Is it private? Is Dutton putting you? Does he have them scripted? Like he's got a bird with Nate Eric around its neck. Like what is the story here? What's happening? I need to know. So so Greg Tubbs, the man, the myth, the legend. Who is gonna be oh no, when does he come back? He comes back tonight. He's probably flying right now. Okay, because he said he might try to hunt before this weekend so he can be cameraman and guide yeah. to you. So I was wondering if he's hunting I tomorrow. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll wear a GoPro. We got a cameraman coming in, coming, uh, Keegan, a.k.a. Buck Keister, who was with us at the tra- If you haven't watched our YouTube trade show episode, go check it out. It's, it's entertaining. I'll leave it at that. It's short. All of our stuff is very short. So, like, to ask someone to watch our, our show. It's not yeah, like 10 ask. minutes. Yeah, like 10 you can minutes. watch the whole entire season inside of like 50 minutes or something. Like it's not a big, it's not a big ask. Um, but we, we he's going to come film. Uh, Josh Dutton's coming. Greg's going to be there. It's, it's Greg's. Greg has the property picked out. I don't actually remember. He's told me, but I don't remember. He tells me a lot of things that I don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it no. might be public. It might be private. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, it's something. Way, it's one of those. Yeah. Either way, he has figured this out for us. He's basically our turkey guide, and uh, if he kills a bird, he'll run camera. And the way he put it, he's like, Eric, I'm gonna put you in the field with the decoys with the cameraman because I, he thinks it's a done deal, slam dunk. He's like, I think it is private. Turkeys will come through here, according to Greg. Him and Josh are gonna go pal around the woods and see if they can't yep. do something also in a different way. And if so, I think Greg then would be running some sort of camera. To add to the you know shenanigans of which we put out to the internet on YouTube, so there should be some sort of show or like episode to follow um, for Eric's first turkey hunt. Uh, but certainly, like Half Rack's going to be there, represented through Josh Keegan will be filming. He's a character in and of himself, so I don't even know how that's going to go. I'm sure that'll be interesting. Cool. Uh, he loves, loves, loves turkey hunting. So I don't, I don't even know if he's getting like the plan is to meet at Quick Trip and Lake Mills at four thirty in the morning on Saturday. That's as far as I've gotten with it. It's a good plan. The rest Greg can't go knows. wrong with a quick trip. No, so let's start a quick it's trip. A good start. I'll get a greasy uh, sausage mick, whatever the hell they call it. It's not a mick. It's just a what is it called? I don't know. I have no idea. Breakfast what are sandwich. those called? Breakfast. Yeah, just a 
Sausage. They got the croissant, Nothing. which you get the croissant, yeah. which the sausage, the egg, the cheese. You're ready. To, that's a turkey killing yeah. recipe right there. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, that's it. Like Saturday till my wife, I'm like, look, I'm going to hunt on Saturday. I, I maybe I'll be home soon. If it goes well, maybe I'll be home later. If it doesn't, I don't really know. Because if it doesn't, I imagine we're going to want to like try to track these things down in yeah. public and try to make some moves and, and make it happen. Which is fun, too. Like the sitting. Sitting. Is like sitting for deer. You know what I mean? Like, if nothing's gobbling, it sucks. All I know is I'm dousing all of whatever. I don't even know what camouflage I'm going to wear. I don't even, I could dig that up from deer hunting season, um, which will be very interesting. I, I'm going to douse it in permethrin. Like, you got to do that before, beforehand. Yes, yep. And let yeah, it dry. I'm just going to let it do its thing. Uh, probably tomorrow night or the night after, depending on the rain forecast, if I do it outside, it can sit. But we went out morel mushroom hunting with the kids on Saturday, I think. I think it was Saturday. Dude, we looked pretty good. We went to, I can't identify an elm tree, but I went, so we went to every dead tree. Yeah. Just thinking like, well, and like some of them were dead longer than others, but it was like, well, this one doesn't, isn't budding. This must be dead. Like a bark is healing. Let's look all around this area. Didn't find a damn thing. We did get a whole shitload of ticks on us again. Lots. I had ticks crawling me in my bed the night after, the night the night after that. I'm like, jeez, man, these damn ticks. We didn't bring our dogs this time because that would have been a tick magnet. No. And uh, the kids are, are at that grass level height. so. It's always the grass. When it's warm and sunny, if you walk <coughs> through grass, you will have ticks. Yeah, it was. Guaranteed. I found one, like, real time, like, on my little guy. I was like, dog tick! Oh, my God. <laughs> Flicking it, like, it dick wasn't tick. embedded. It's a dick tick. It, yeah. I just, man, those things are so hard to kill. They, they, they can withstand, like, the washing machine. They can oh, yeah. for, like, weeks without food. I'm like, dude, who created these? You can flush them down the toilet. They'll flow back up. I flush crawl the out. one down the toilet, actually. Maybe that's I why I that. either tear them or burn them with a lighter. I have a lighter. That's the, the light. death they deserve. It. They're terrible oh, I hate creatures. Bastards. They're, they're, they're considered an, an arachnid. Um, but that they're nice. so paper thin that you just can't. I don't even know how to cru- like you have to like crush them. Like I don't even know what ball peen hammer like. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them so much. They're so bad. Yeah, they're a bunch of dicks. But usually I burn them with the lighter. Yeah, which is the middle of the night. I never. I always hold it on there a lot longer than I need. Be- oh yeah, like just be sure that they're scorched. Especially since it's a lime season. I mean, they come from hell. They're used to the flames. So you yep. got a little yeah. Let you got a little hell. But I don't know. I, I feel like I need to keep going back to the fitness side. We're about done with this podcast, anyways. It feels good to be in some sort of physical shape, cardiovascularly, cardiovascularly, cardio-wise. I don't know. I'm certainly not in physical shape. I'm still pretty flubby. No, you've been like, lifting. Yeah, I've been lifting. I see the pictures. I think, I think you're out there leg day, chest day. Aren't yeah. You're lifting, I'm man. Trying, you're you're I, back yeah. into shape. It's so funny. I, I, like, I'm not trying to convince anybody to do anything. I'm not also trying to do it from an ego standpoint, but I just feel like sharing helps keep me accountable. Oh, yeah. And it can help inspire. Like, if this dipshit can do it, I can do it. That's how I think people should think about me. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> That's a pretty egoless way to yeah. think about it, Eric. But I enjoy it. I enjoy the sharing the journey or whatever, but it's like it's an accountability thing. And uh, the day I stop, you just stop going to the gym. And I'm like, shit, maybe I should get back in there. So that's that's the reason I shared my Instagram, my, which then goes to my Facebook and Hopefully, I'm replacing the fat cells with muscle cells, and eventually, it'll start to look different. But I don't think I look any different. I feel a lot better. That's huge. I feel stronger. I feel mentally more, uh, I don't know, like my recall is better. I'm more checked in. I feel like leaner or something. 
just feels good to do yeah. stuff, to know you accomplish stuff. Yeah, in the days I don't do that stuff, which is not many now because I'm like trying to build in routine. Since we got our third kid, I've just been knocked off the, the train, and it took me about a year and a half to get back on, essentially, is how that worked out. So I look at like when our son, last son was born, I was like, yeah, well, having a third kid is a transitional thing, and it took about a year to get back into something, <laughs> at least. It's just so difficult and for all the dads and parents out there you know what i'm talking about dude i haven't been on a routine like like a fitness since my son was born six years ago <laughs> like i haven't done what i'm supposed to do i was so regimented we were talking about this ahead of time like before we recorded like it was i had a guy that i used to work with that was like an mma fighter bodybuilder and, and physical trainer and like he i just worked out with him because we worked we literally worked together and we go to the gym afterwards and uh, then I learned a lot from him just through osmosis, and I applied a lot of stuff even after that. Not taking what you have. Yeah. <coughs> but when you have kids, you can, like, do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. You can, if you are listening and you don't have a child at all. You better be doing you something can, right now. You can, you Go. are the center of your own universe. Go. When you have a kid, the book I listed, The Daily Dad, all about stoicism. Like, Ryan Holiday wrote uh, The Daily Stoic. He wrote Ego is the Enemy, Obstacles Away, uh, Discipline is Destiny, all these great books. Like, um... What's the other one? Yeah, um, hell, I don't know. Like, there's another one about, like, how to slow yourself down and just, like, enjoy the moment and be present and so forth. But now he wrote this book called The Daily Dad. So every day I listen to a little bit of it. And it's great because it helps me check in as a parent, as a dad. It helps me, like, remind myself, oh, yeah, my kids are my priority. They're the most important thing, so on and so forth. And this excerpt this morning was like, if you don't have kids – it's a rude awakening when you do to realize you are no longer the center of your own universe. Like, if your kid is sick, you're fucking sick. If your kid is going to, you know, uh, stay home, you're staying home. Like, they are dependent upon you. They, they need you. They rule for you. For everything. And, and you should put them first. Like, it's unconditional. It's unconditional. So, yeah, they come first. So, like, I can't go to the gym today because my kid needs me. That's what happens. But my kid also needs me to be in physical fitness. Like, I need to be a dad for a many years, not less years. And a lot of the so things. There's like shit to balance here. A lot of things on that same plane, like, you know, some people will be like, oh, no, you know, you have less time away from your kids. But, like, the more your kid sees you do, yes. like, good things, yep. like, the more that gets instilled in them. And, like, I'm a big believer in that. Like, do what you're passionate about in front of your kids, with your kids, involve them, because, like, they need to see, like, you doing that. Yep. And, like, you happy and you doing things that are benefiting, like, the family and you. I think that's important, especially at a young age. Like. This, is, this is how the book starts, to echo what you're saying. It's, uh, I think this is it. I this just is the Ryan, Ryan Holiday? The, yeah, he, he references this poem. Uh, poem? Poem? Poem. <laughs> <laughs> He's really emphasizing <laughs> the, the poem. This is the bourbon here now. Uh, I th this is not it. This is not the one. Uh, where where the hell is it? As you search for it, let me just interject with the cliche Instagram post that always gets me, and it's the, um, your kids want to have the best relationship with you. You've seen this one? No, tell me about it. It's this. like a little audio clip that people like take and put over like them playing, okay. and it's like your kids want to have the best relationship possible with you. They don't want you to like they they're not trying to like push you over the edge when you've had a long day. They're not trying to like cry and like they want you to be there yep. and they want to have the best relationship so just a reminder like all they're trying to do and they didn't is to be, be your, your best you, friend you, you chose to bring them yeah here. all like, they're trying to do is yeah. have the best relationship they can with you and get your attention and like yep. be loved by you and yep. like when i hear that i'm just like yeah 
Let's go do something. Let's go. Let's, let's go play. Yeah. Let's go. I want to go. My daughter's in dance, so we went to she. She her like thing. Her big culmination is coming up in like a couple of weeks, where she gets to be on stage in front of like everybody, and do the thing that she's been like learning for the last several months. So last night we had to go to we went to her dance studio, and we got to be invited into the dance floor room and watch cool. as like a, as a rehearsal almost. She. The look I got from my daughter looking on to me to know that I was there watching her doing the thing that she's been doing. Dude, I was like tearing up. <laughs> For and real. I'm going to tear up right now talking about this. Like, you're so like bringing your kids hunting too. Like, they just want to be with you, they just want to be seen by you. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, man, that was like a really, uh, I don't want to say proud. I wasn't proud. Like, of course, I, yes, I was proud. But, but was that wasn't like, the main. I was just like, she. Kids need you in your in their life. It's crazy. So this, I think this might be the poem. Walk a little slower, Daddy. Said a little child that's so small. I'm following in your f- in your footsteps, and I don't want to fall. Sometimes your steps are very fast. Sometimes they're very hard to see. So walk a little slower, Daddy, for you're leading me. Someday when I'm all grown up, you're what I want to be. Then I will have a little child who will want to follow me. This is not the fucking poem. And I would want to lead just right and know that I was true. So a little slower, Daddy. Just r- basically, this isn't this isn't the poem. <laughs> I don't know. This is a nice poem. It's a nice poem. But it was like, look, your kids are going to fall in your foot. Like, if you're walking on a beach, they're going to fall in your footsteps. If you stray, they're going to stray. If you stay the course, they're going to stay the course. But they are watching you all the time. Mm -hmm. So when you are working, like, I I think literally every Tuesday when I do this podcast, my kids come down here after the fact. Well, Anthony was here last week. My kids came down. There's always, I don't give a shit. Like, my kids are coming in this room. They're going to see me doing what I do. They're probably watching on YouTube right now at Grandma's house. Mm-hmm. Like, they love to come in here, put the headphones on. And I, I've, I have a lot of recorded conversations on this on this uh, Roadcaster Pro of, like, my kids just saying, Well, you show me jokes. what you did. Yeah. Did you give that to Holly? Like, or, uh, yes. Yeah. For Mother's Day for or Mother's Grandma? Day for Grandma, yeah. Yeah, like, that was awesome. The kids yeah. did a little, like, podcast yeah. recording <laughs> of, like, what they loved about. It, it was yeah. awesome. So th- yeah, they, they see it. They like it. So like the hunting stuff is, um, you know, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to. You want to have success in the woods. You want to chase trophy deer, trophy, you know, beard toms. It's hard to do when you got a child making noise, complaining. They're cold. They're hungry. They're tired. They're bored. They don't have their freaking screen time. Whatever. The, but you bring your kid to church and they squirm <laughs> in the pews. You got it. They're not gonna learn unless you go do it. <laughs> Funny story about what you just said about bringing a kid turkey hunting. <laughs> So my good buddy Corey, who I'm on a group chat with, brought his daughter turkey hunting a couple of days ago, and he sent a video of his daughter doing like a little video of him and her in the blind, and she's like, "How old know, is she? Four, five, maybe? Oh my gosh, four or five? Five? She's doing that? It's great. Yeah, like five years old or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, I feel bad because Dad took me turkey hunting, and I had to poop in the blind twice, <laughs> and Dad had to pick up the turds and throw them." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not dedication to bringing your kid out turkey uh, hunting. Like this is what I mean, the they didn't leave. Yeah. Like you poop right there, I'll yeah. throw it out. Like that's dad and hard. You just yeah, you just you gotta roll with the punches. There you go. You just roll. This the is punches. turkey hunting, sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my kid climbed out. Of, like he's now he's like he's learned how to climb out of the crib a long time ago. My youngest, but he stopped doing it. Like I think he scarred himself, and I was like, no, no, that's I'm not gonna do it. Well, then the other day I heard like quite the thud the monitor and, and just in general in the house like I was loud and then I hear like crying I'm like oh yeah he climbed out and he didn't just climb out he fell out Ooh. 
And I opened the door. He goes, ouch, my head. Ouch, my head. And I was like, him, he's fine. Like, this kid feels no freaking pain. Tells me he hit his head. Didn't give a shit. Now he's confident climbing out of his crib like every two seconds. Perfect. Can't keep him. I'm like, well, it's over. Cause I don't know what the hell to do now. But That's I don't know where that was going other than like. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you got to roll with the shit is constantly changing. But uh, start him young. We we had this conversation on the show last week. I posted a micro clip of it. Like, that we don't know the age that you would bring a kid hunting or let them actually, like, pull the trigger or pull back and release. Bringing them hunting is one thing. Letting them hunt is another. Letting them make the decision to kill or what have you is a different thing. But I think the more they're exposed, the more comfort you'll build into that process. I think I think you said it right. The exposure and letting them know that it's an important part of your life mm-hmm. is, is enough sometimes. I still, like, there's such a push to get kids involved early and young, and, like, I don't know that I'm 100% behind it yet. Like, the rite of passage that I felt when I was a kid and I turned 12, Mm -hmm. like, you knew it was coming, like, this year I get to do it, and, like, it felt like I had, like, Mm -hmm. done something rather than, like, here's a gun, we're going to go do this. Like, it feels different, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm still not, like, opposed to, like, a rite of passage kind of feeling. So I don't know. That's why I ask because I'm generally interested like in what people believe and what they do and what they think and yep. like I'm open to opinions. So yep. Yeah, my kids are exposed enough to a different way of life. Let's say you're around Endeavor. So Oh yeah. But uh yeah, thanks for tuning in folks. Good to get some callers calling in. Thanks for the folks that called in. Noah and Alec, thank yep. you. Um till next week. I don't think we have any guests lined up for quite some time. So we'll be free balling. <laughs> I gotta decide what weapon I'm using tomorrow. Should I bring my turkey gun or my bow or what? Bring both. I'm gonna bring my camera, so we'll see. There you go. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, uh, um, what's it? Where's the? There it is. Something. I hope you guys all have a great week. Go out there. Do some fitness. Do some fitness. Introduce your children. Good luck turkey hunting for those that are still after it, like myself, Eric, and Greg. Get ready for that uh, that turkey pick on social media from Eric Clark. There it is. Yeah, something like that. Boom. Anywho, He's uh, down. Yeah, I wish I had a. I should have a gun. A sound effect. <laughs> just, just killing it. Um, stay tuned for Foam Fest. Stay tuned for getting my bow all done up with the Method guys. Um, Hopefully we'll have some turkey picks posted in the morning. Yeah, you probably you probably will. Do you know where they're roosting? You got it all figured out? I'm going to drive. I, I, I know where they like to roost. The question is, this Tom makes a circuit. Okay. So he was there on Monday morning. This morning he was not there. Hmm. So tomorrow, I'm hoping. So I'm going to make a roundabout way home and see if I can spot him. Okay. Otherwise, I got to go somewhere else. Stand out. Do this yep. thing. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, Zach Church, damn, I showed up too late for the live. Don't worry about it, Zach. Catch you down the flip in podcast land. Later, bud. See ya.